Doom Nation, what's up, everybody? As always, it's Skaggs and the Captain, and you are listening to the Two Doom Men. And we have a special guest here today. Skaggs, you want to introduce him? Yes, sir. This is somebody I have been interested in talking to for a while. Mr. Quincy, how you doing over there, bro? Hello, hello, hello. Everybody out there listening to the podcast, how you doing, what you doing? Hope everybody's doing good, drinking their water, minding their business. Let's get it. Yeah, I'm not what's up, Quincy? Not drinking hey, hey, hey. Got a nice Miller Light here. There we go. Hold on. Hold that thought. If you got the Miller Light, yeah. we're going to be doing that type of thing. All right, you got a cool. There we go. I am fresh out of beer, boys. So I can pour me a little drinky poo. I was gonna say, Quincy, you're in the Rocky Mountains right now, aren't you? You're just showing me outside your window before. Yes, I am in Colorado. I won't say where because uh, there's some wild shit happening out here. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you saw my thread a week and a half ago. A shootout happened in the bar because some. That was gonna be my first question to you. What the fuck happened? Last Man, week, here's what happened. I'm at the bar, chilling. Me and the homies. Cheers. Okay, cheers. And uh, some dude came in and walked up to this other dude. You son of a bitch! You've been fucking my wife. Sorry for cursing, but I'm I'm paraphrasing. And uh, they get into it. It started with the punches. Then the guns came out. Thank the Lord they were drunk and can't shoot for shit. Okay. <laughs> Uh, then, you know, saying the freaking, um, the one dude whose wife got banged showed up and was just like, I don't know why you're mad. You're, you're uh, way better than he is in bed. I'm just like, oh, fuck. You oh, know, that chick ended up headbutting another chick. And I'm just sitting back just like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? You're sitting back there like the Michael Jackson gif of him just eating the popcorn, just enjoying the show. Man, listen, I'm I'm off in the back like, please don't let this shit get blamed on me because I'm the only black guy here. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, the cops showed up and before they, they freaking could cuff them up, you know what I'm saying? They started tussling again, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like I said, some chick tried to set a freaking chair on fire. At this point, <laughs> I'm just like, I gotta go. And that's when I um, posted that video of me running down the street like, Reporting live for Black TV, white folks getting fucked up. I'm getting the fuck up out of here. Peace. I, I, had, I had texted Chris that day, and I was like, "Man, this this guy Quincy that I really like on Twitter, he wants to come up, come on with us." And we were all excited. And then later on the night, I'm like, "Yo, Quincy almost got shot in a bar fight." Of course, as yep. soon as he he uh, he finally decides to come on the show with us, that's our luck. That's our luck. Yeah, yeah. our guests almost yeah. get shot the same exact day. Bro, where I I will say that I am. Um, very, very close to Pikes Peak. Uh, they pretty much just like, you know, uh, you can fuck around and find out. Uh, this might be <laughs> round zero for fuck around and find out. You know, this is where Kyle Ren House vacations. What's up? This is where Kyle Ren House goes for vacations. You know what? <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I didn't even find out about that Kyle Ren House situation until the trial. I be really honest with you. It's like. I heard I heard a little bit about it, and not to sound like an asshole, but I was just like, "Oh, white people shooting white people. None of my fucking business. I'm out. You know, <laughs> sorry, not sorry, nah. You know, I'm 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 glad that he beat the case. You know, what I'm saying, but uh, yeah. I didn't really pay too much attention to that. I have more pressing matters at hand. Yeah, you at okay. least heard the the real story of it at least, right? Because a lot of people heard that it was uh, Kyle Rittenhouse went on like a shooting spree. Of black yeah. dudes over I, there. I heard it was completely false. Free. I heard he was trying to target black people. I'm like, he shot two white people, and everybody was like, "Well, you know, I'm glad that he because the one dude was a rapist, and one dude was a pedophile." Okay, great. But at the time of the shooting, Kyle Rittenhouse didn't know that shit at all. He just saw two people trying to fuck him up. You know, yep. and he and he defended himself. Okay. Cool. You know I'm glad you beat the case, homie. I am glad you beat the case because that could have been any one of us in that situation right there. You know? Yep. Yep. Well, uh, funny when you're talking about like crazy bar fights and like I know yours was way worse with like the shooting and the guns and stuff. Are you familiar at, uh, with like the Bronx at all? And um, what's the island? Oh my god, City Island. City Are Island. You thinking yeah. what I'm thinking? I'm thinking yes, the same thing. Yes. Go ahead. The go second ahead. he said somebody tried setting a chair on fire, 
a few years ago, maybe maybe even more than a few years ago, there's this bar in City Island called Johnny's Reef. It's in the Bronx, and, New York. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically the chairs are now bolted to the ground and the tables are bolted to the ground. Cause so you walk in and it's this big cafeteria like place and they got tons of food and bars and seating inside. And then you go out into the back patio and it's right on the water. It's at the very tip of this little Island. And it's not, it's, it's not a very fancy place or anything like that, but fights have broken out there before. And there's one fight during this summer, people were picking up the steel chairs and just chucking them with everything they had across the room. Chairs and tables were flying in the air. It was hysterical. I'm about to play it for you guys. I got it queued up here if you want to watch it. Let's do it. One of my favorite videos. It's one of my all-time favorite favorite videos. Yeah, let's see. You guys guys see my uh, YouTube screen there? Yep. Yep. All right, let's see. So this is in this is in City Island in the Bronx, like we were saying. Oh, God damn! <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly! <laughs> this looks like the ECW event. Jesus, <laughs> ECW. It basically E-C-Dub. was ECW. Oh wow! You know what? I can That's... totally, I can totally relate to this. I was a uh, uh, before I was a truck driver. I was a uh, concert and club security for the better part of a decade. I have been in fights like that multiple times. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, that that's one of my all-time favorite bar fight videos. I love my favorite part of that is where the guy like parries a, another chair coming at him with the chair. It's almost <laughs> nice. like a sword farting with with, uh, with chairs. So that that was hysterical, man. That's a typical typical night out in the Bronx. We've we've been uh you know we've been uh, embroiled up in the shit like that before yep. out there. Bro, two uh, two thousand and two, I was working at a club in downtown Detroit, and. Um, okay. I remember it was, yeah, freaking D12. I don't know if you know what they are. They're M&M's they were Eminem's crew. Okay. Yeah. D12 came in with all their peoples. They're like 30 deep. Fight breaks out. It's like 30 of them against 12 bouncers. Man, that shit was rough, man. We had a we had a floor-to-ceiling fist tank in the club. A motherfucker went through that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was, it was gnarly. Oh, my God. I remember... Going through the fight, I'm just like, damn, all this for twelve bucks an hour? Yeah. <laughs> it ain't worth it ain't worth it, right? Getting nah. caught up getting caught up in that. That's funny, man. Like celebrities, especially like rappers and just like rock stars, people like that, man, they're just notorious for showing up places and just fucking shit up. Bro. I, was just, I was just listening to Led Zeppelin before, and they were notorious for just being banned at like every hotel they ever stayed at, just completely yeah. trashing <laughs> the fucking place. They got banned from like every hotel in Vegas for like throwing mattresses <laughs> off the roof and shit. I think the hangover got a lot of uh, the ideas from the movie, like from Led Zeppelin's hotel parties. That's fantastic. Really? I think so. Yeah. I could be wrong. I could have made that up, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, man. Listen, I will say that some artists, for the most part, most artists are cool. Some are just real assholes. Dude. Talking to you, uh, Glenn Danzing, you motherfucker. Eat a dick. <laughs> Eat a dick, okay? You jag off. Speaking of assholes that are, I don't even really consider them famous, but all they do is cause problems is those two little nut jobs, those two little tatted up uh, island boys. Dude, every time they're in public, this is, this is their, I'm pretty sure this is how they're going to remain famous. They did one dumb TikTok. And you know what? I wish I could do a TikTok. With markers drawn all over my face. Oh, those are Super real Saiyan. tattoos, man. I don't think those are yeah, markers. No, I know they're. I know they're real. Uh, and but now every strange. every time they show up somewhere, they get into a fight with someone and then say they have more money than them, and nothing ever happens. But it makes headlines somehow, and their fame continues. Okay, first off, they're like five, seven, a buck fifty. Who the fuck are they fighting, midgets? Like. <laughs> well, these- no, they got security guys like you behind them. One point fight, man. Oh, well, yeah, there it is. Yeah, there it just... If they were fighting midgets, I would fucking pay to watch that. Though, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how you stay famous, baby. Lord, how much? I mean, they're they're like they're just an easy target to make fun of the island boys. Yeah. You know, like I saw one video where they were talking about how they hate the government and whatnot. 
And I was like, oh, maybe they're kind of based. I don't know, but I don't really like follow well, their album. They're just like annoying to look at. They have that yeah. face. Like, I, saying, like, I just want to punch it like that. You know, those two motherfuckers are this generation's ICP. And if anybody's listening, fuck ICP. I said it. <laughs> I'm, I'm from Detroit and I'm still saying fuck ICP, fuck the Juggalos and kiss my ass. Oh, the insane class. Oh, wow. Yeah. They still around? I heard like they were crazy. Like their fan base is wild people. Their fan base can be wild. They themselves, bunch of bitches. Okay. <laughs> bunch of absolute bitches. Okay. Um, uh, Shaggy Tudo actually still owes him some fucking money from back in 98. You know what I'm saying? But we ain't going to speak on that. You know? <laughs> but I have, I have definitely seen them two get the shit kicked out of them with their homies. You know what I'm saying? At the club. I didn't do nothing because I wasn't working at that club. It's my day off. Whatever. And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. What's up, everyone? It's the Two Doom Men, and we're here to tell you about a partner of ours, the Patriot Cigar Company. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with the idea of incorporating the love of cigars with the love for freedom and America. There is no better way to celebrate our love for our country and freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium cigar. After months of trying out different blends and working with master blenders, they created the Hellfire, TNT, Sidewinder, Moab, and Mark 48, which we have right here. Each cigar is made with premium tobacco, aged a minimum of three years in Nicaragua. You know, this is a true story. I had really fallen off smoking cigars for a while, and I just couldn't find anything that I enjoyed or wanted to sit through until I was introduced to the Patriot Cigar Company, and these are honestly some of the best cigars I've smoked in a long time. And the best part about it is you could go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use our promo code DOOMED to get 15% off your order. So if you're ready to enjoy a nice cigar, head on over to their website by using the link in our episode description below. That's say, with, with the way some of these uh, these like artists or whatnot are, are behaving nowadays, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, you know, preaching, follow, say with the follow the science and get your vax. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you can't come to our shows. You don't got your vaccine. You know, take, take Joe Rogan yeah. off Spotify because you don't no, like what man, he's got Neil, to say. Neil, what's his name? Um, yeah, Neil Young. I mean, you know, there's so many of these like could you these guys on. who used to be rebels and now they're just, you know, follow what the what the, the rules are. Hold, hold on. Can, could you imagine the the CEO or the whoever had to take this call this morning at Spotify? And they're like, yeah, um, Neil Young's on the line and it's probably somebody not too much older than us. And they're like, who? Yeah. Exactly. And, and then and he goes, OK, put him through. And then he's like, yes, this is Neil Young. And uh Joe Rogan spreading misinformation. Oh, Joe Rogan, the guy we paid $100 million to. Yeah, that guy. If you don't take him off of Spotify, I'm pulling my music. Oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. Click. That's probably how this conversation went. I I cannot fathom anyone at Spotify was like, yeah, no, let's, let's default on this $100 million contract we got with Joe Rogan. Because Neil Young. For real. Like if Spotify is gonna give up a hundred million dollars to some motherfucker who nobody under age of fifty knows about, what the fuck, Spotify? Come on! <laughs> I mean, and and even to the people over fifty, can you name three songs by Neil Young that isn't named "Rocking in the Free World"? Can you do that? Hmm. Funny. I am forty-five. I would be forty-six in March. Only new fucking song I know is Keep On Rocking in the Free World, and that song fucking sucks balls, okay? <laughs> so, nah, no, 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 no. All right, get the fuck out of here. It's funny, like, right? It's funny, right? Sal the Algorist, he uh, he tweeted this before, what and it was... Sal, what up, homie? It was, it was a picture of Neil Young, and it goes, if Spotify is going to allow people to question government, I'm taking down my song about the government murdering people. And it's just <laughs> yeah, like... Right? That you know, that's Neil Young. It's just like, what the fuck is wrong with these guys? They used to be rebels. They used to be like against the man, against the government, Rage Against the Machine. We've talked about them a million times. Now they're all just like, get in line Apply for the machine. Did they get old? Maybe yeah. I don't know. Did they get they old and like scared? You know what I'm saying? Like I used to be a big old Henry Rollins fan, but he went way, way, way left. And I used to respect him because when I was doing security in the states and all across the country, there were these signs that were 
posted up backstage from Henry Rollins, basically saying, hey, look, artists, show up on time. Don't be an asshole to security and the stage hands. They were here five hours before you got here. They'll be here five hours after you leave here. So don't some fucking respect that. I have to give them some props for that. So to see him go from that to way left, it fucking, you know, it's what the fuck, you know? Yeah, it's weird, right? Because you say you say way left, but it's not really even like they went way left. It's yeah. almost like I, I feel like the labels don't work anymore. They're meaningless, right? I feel like, you know, I'm still left. I'm still against like the government and uh and all this shit. But these all these these guys, these um like I guess you could say like the left, right? They're like pro the man, pro establishment. They're pro war now, right? I, I think I tweeted <laughs> today uh, like AOC, Bernie, um, the squad, Elon Omar, like no one has said a word about you know the possibility of us going to war in in russia yeah right these are supposed to be like your liberals right that are supposed to be anti-war they haven't there's not been one tweet they've not made one public statement nothing so i i i think i posted like they're pro-war aggressives now i I don't get it like what there's no they've lost their way like they've lost their old values go ahead it's the simple quote from batman you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Rage Against the Machines, Neil, you, all these people who had these hit songs to to rage against the machine and all that stuff to now just comply for the machine. They lived long enough to see themselves become the villain. Back then when they were hustling and had no money, they didn't want no government overreach, taxing them, you know, taking money out of their pocket. Now they're rich and famous and have been living like I said about the picture of uh, the train tracks in L.A. in California, where they're robbing all the Amazon <laughs> trains and stuff. And I, we said, people, yeah, people voted for this because they don't want to be tough on crime. But who are the people voting for this? The people who live in Beverly Hills and San Jose and all those those the Hollywood Hills and the elites that live in these private men that never even see the train tracks. It's not now Rage Against Machines has been you know, living in the hills for so long, it, it doesn't matter to them anymore. They, they've broken free of, you know, what they were fighting against. They're insulated. Yeah. But yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, I have I have truck driver friends who pick up at the rail yards where these containers are at. Um, they're telling me it is, it is just fucking madness. It is just Mad Max out there. Like, I have a gentleman, I ain't gonna say his name and anything, but he is strapped to the teeth because of a situation be, yeah. like that. And it's fucking crazy. And if I could take a couple of three minutes. To Please speak go on crazy. NFC, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Okay. First off, can we stop acting like she's the hottest thing since sliced bread? Can we? Who's this? AOC. Oh. <laughs> can we stop acting like she's just the hottest woman in the world? Listen, she is a solid six. And yeah, I'm saying that as a guy who's a solid negative 27. I get all that. I'm fat and ugly. She's midway hot. But just stop acting like she's just like, oh my God, she looks like she would let, make you do all the work in bed and still complain about it. First <laughs> and foremost, okay? Secondly, we hear all the time about AOC. We don't ever hear about her district that she supposedly represents, okay? It's like all the talk about AOC. How's her district doing? Has her district gotten better since she's been in office? Has test scores gone up in her district? Has crime gone down in her district? Nobody wants to talk about that. It's all about, you know, oh, she's pretty and she's partying in Florida and she's at at the, the Met Gala and yada, yada. Nobody fucking cares. How has her district gotten better with her in office? Now, I'm not taking nothing away from her victory because she earned it. I'll admit that her opponent, his dumbass, he was a 10-term incumbent who dialed it in, who thought, yeah. oh, there's some bartender, I ain't worried about her, and now your punk ass is done, idiot. You know what I'm saying? But now that she's in, what has she actually done for her district? And I'm asking that about every damn politician in Congress. What have you done? How has your district Gotting better through actions of your hands. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. You're 100 yeah. right, man. You must just want to date her, though. <laughs> you know what, though? Like, um, 
my screen name is BBW's are awesome. She's not my type. Now, <laughs> if, if, if AOC was to gain 150 pounds, <laughs> maybe, maybe. She'd be on your radar then. And by the end of yeah. her career, she might be up there. Yo, listen, listen. I, I used to live in her in her district um, really? a couple years ago. Yeah. I And then I, I moved away now uh, three years ago. But I voted for her uh, back then because I lived there when she first came in. And I had the same exact, you know, like outlook on her that you just said. Here comes a new person. Who's young, got some ideas. Um, Joe Crowley was the person she was running for. He'd been oh. there for 10 years, right? Never did a fucking thing. Although now when you look back at it, the, the, the Bronx, that area of Queens are, are a complete fucking disaster, right? Crime is through the roof. There's uh, shootings almost every day. One of our friends is a cop down there. Um, we just saw like the, I, I was saying the two cops that died. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if that was in yeah. the Bronx or Queens. I think that was in the Bronx. Yeah. But that's just, that's just you know. More on top of more like things have gotten worse. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was saying to, to when we were hanging out the other day, Chris, um, it, it's it's interesting, like as New York tends to like slide downhill in terms of like how good things are. The Bronx just like catches fire. Right? <laughs> yeah. There's been multiple fires in the past couple months in the Bronx out of nowhere. And it reminds me of like I think it was the 70s when the Bronx was burning. There's a whole bunch of documentaries and, and things. Uh-huh. Like that. It's just it's just I don't know what it is. It's just like, an interesting thing. The city goes downhill. The Bronx goes up like a tinderbox. The Bronx, for whatever reason. There's a reason a lot of truckers refuse to go to New York City. You know what I'm saying? That's one of it because they know it is out of control. You might wake up the next morning and your trailer is tagged up or you're missing a tire or a couple of brake lines. By me personally, I have yet to drive or set foot in NYC. You know what I'm saying? And I hope that trend continues i was supposed to go to long island city the queens where that trader joe's is being built but um at the last moment they had had me go over to jersey and drop it off there i'm just like thank god you know what i'm saying like outside of new york city not that bad shout out to upstate new york and utica fucking love utica fantastic city if utica Mm -hmm. wasn't in new york i'd have moved there a year ago you know what i'm saying fantastic city uh, Ty Conderoga, the uh, the uh, the uh, wait, we've been there before, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Lake Georgia, um, Adirondacks. Yeah, shout yeah. out to the area, beautiful New York City. Again, notice this bay. I can't see myself living there because it's just too damn cramped up. Nah, I hate yeah, it down bro. there. If, if that island was sinking, I'd donate rocks. What's up? It's, if that island was sinking, I'd donate rocks. <laughs> it's a shame, man. I mean. You're right. Like upstate New York is beautiful. The whole country mm-hmm. is beautiful in its own way. And I lived in yes. New York City and I lived in the Bronx my whole life up until a couple of years ago. It's still a great place. It's like a shame to see it just be destroyed mm-hmm. again. But I mean, it's been destroyed and come back so many times in its history. I, yeah. I, I'm, It'll come back again. It's This is a dark yes, time, I, right? I, I will say that, I will say yeah. that about the city. Uh, NYC is resilient as a motherfucker. Yeah. Resilient, resilient, resilient. I hope y'all bounce back from the Bill de Blasio and this new motherfucker, Eric Adams, who's bringing back Stop and Frisk. Uh, don't is, even get me which started. Is, which is unconstitutional, which is yep. bullshit. I mean, just, uh, Quincy, I don't get it. I actually had, a, I had some questions lined up for you. And since we're on the top. Ask away. Yeah, so since you're a truck driver and you're all over the country, right? Yes. What are some of your favorite states and what are some of the states that always give you a hard time? Because okay. when when you listen to the media, like they only focus on the cities and like you don't know what happens rurally unless you're listening to one of their news. And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. What's up, Doom Nation? It is Skaggs here. And thanks for joining us for another episode of the Two Doom Men podcast. If you like political discussion, guns, beer, movie and TV reviews, smash that like button, subscribe to our channel, and share the show with your friends. That's the best way we can get around Big Tech's algorithm. You can also just go to linktree.com slash to do men to find everywhere the show has a presence. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Skaggs89. Thank you, everyone, and let's get back to the show. Okay. Um, favorite. I mean, I, I will say I won't, I don't really have a, a number one state. Every state has its own unique charm. I will say that taking Highway 54 from Wichita, Kansas to, to Tucumcari, New Mexico, 
is a damn, damn good drive. I love driving through small town America, that whole area, going through um, going through Kansas, going through Oklahoma, going through Texas, and ended up in New Mexico, dropping out on uh, I-40. Fantastic. Uh, if you're taking 287 North from Fort Worth to Colorado, that is also a great drive. Um, even in certain areas on the 80-90 Turnpike, Illinois, Indiana, good times. Um, the Pacific Northwest, when it's warm, when it's warm, <laughs> that is a damn sexy area. In the wintertime, good luck. <laughs> good yeah. fucking luck. Wow. Yeah, um, you, have, you have an interesting job, man, like traveling the country, kind of. You've been to like almost every state. I like this. The only states I haven't been to is Alaska and Hawaii. Those are the only, those are the only two states I've, I've not been to. Um, I love truck driving. It literally, literally saved my life because when I started truck driving, I was in a bad spot doing bad shit, just out there wilding, doing some. You know, I can I can sort of speak on it. I was doing some things that if you know if the cops found out, they wouldn't be too happy about it. And right. I had this opportunity fall into my lap. You guys know who um, Michael Brown is? Uh, he was the, uh, the the undersecretary for FEMA. Bush has said, Brown, you're doing a real a real heck of a job and doing a hurricane in New Orleans. Is that ringing any bells? Yeah, it's ringing a bell. Okay. Not really. Well, okay. Um, I, I, we followed each other on Twitter. Long story short, I called into this show to talk about a seatbelt law. And ended up with the with free training as a, and a job as a truck driver. I've been moving and grooving ever since. That's It'll awesome. be uh, seven years in March, and wow. uh, it Good is you, fantastic. If there's anybody who's listening and watching to this, if you're kind of stuck in the rut, don't know what to do, at BBWs are awesome. One, holla at me. Let me see if I can put you in a truck because I'm telling you. It's never been a better time to be in a fucking truck. I don't care what they say on the media, left or right media. Fuck them. The money is here. I swear to God, the money is here. And you have a damn good time. If you like traveling, you're going to see some cool shit out here. You know, shout out to New Hampshire and Chesterfield and all those delicious lobster rolls. Shout out <laughs> to New York and the chopped cheese. And I mean, I just... I cannot speak enough on just how awesome being a truck driver is. I yeah, really can. Truck drivers are important too. Like the trucking industry is the backbone mm -hmm. of the economy. Like all those Amazon packages, any food. You. How do you think food? I mean, I, most people are detached. People don't understand it, man. They don't understand that like stuff. I think we've said it a million times, Chris. Like in order for there to be shit, you got to make shit. Right. And then even once that shit's made, it's got to be brought to you. It doesn't just magically fucking appear yeah. in the supermarket, in the store. Your Amazon package isn't dropped off by Stork. Right. Someone has to actually physically move it to you. It doesn't grow out of the shelves. Yeah. There's an interesting thing going on right now in Canada with the truckers. They're, yes. they're you know, they're trying to be. Shout out to the truckers. Yeah. Hashtag trucker freedoms. You have my full effing support. Joe Biden, if your bitch ass ever listening to this, take note. This could be us. Leave the truckers alone. OK, we are the back bone of the economy this ain't me bragging this is just me stating a damn fact yeah. trucking is the backbone of america even more so than agriculture and manufacturing because no matter how much you grow in your farm or how much you produce in a warehouse you still got to get it from the farm or the warehouse to the store and the best way to do that is in the back of a goddamn truck and don't even get me started on self-driving trucks because i will embarrass Anybody, I would debate anybody and their mother on self-driving trucks. I won't yell, I won't scream, I won't talk about your mama, but I will humble you as to why self-driving trucks are a pipe dream and will never be a viable option ever, ever, ever. Really, I, I, I'd rather the trucking industry stay humans, right? Like, I don't want, we don't yeah. need to give away jobs to more automation, Bruh. but I do feel like eventually it will shift that way just because of like the, the way they're, the way things evolve, like Tesla's no. and the way that they're making all it's, this automated shit. So impossible. why do you think not? It's impossible. Listen, I can give you a whole list of reasons. I'll just give you the two big ones, terrorists and unions. For those two reasons alone, self-driving trucks will be a pipe dream. With the terrorist angle, it's already wide known. 
Good stuff. Shout out to Canadian LTD. They there ain't we go. say that, but it's a good whiskey and uh, it's cheap. Now, <laughs> um, with the terrorist angle, it's widely known that you can hack a phone, hack a drone, hack a computer, and in some cases, hack a vehicle. If we put the word out that we got trucks on the road with nobody in them, what's to stop when these ISIS sons of bitches or some lone or some damn lone wolf some bitch from getting into the system of a freaking diesel uh, tanker and ramming it into a school or a concert or some other soft target? The human is the fail safe. You know what I'm saying? The human is the fail safe for that. That's one reason. Number two, unions. Um, private sector unions have been losing membership since the days of Reagan. One of the few places they still have a stronghold in is in trucking, particularly in you in your guys' area in, in the Northeast, okay? If you take that union member out of the truck, then that's less union dues going back to the union. You really think you really think the unions are gonna sit by and watch you just tap their pockets and do nothing about it? Bullshit. Okay. Now, Very interesting. I'm just saying there's always this is a recession proof industry. Somebody will always need somebody else to take something from point A to point B. That's what me and my brothers and my sisters, shout out to all the female truck drivers, because they went out, I've come across as been a great professional and a top-notch pistol. Humans are always going to be in a truck. Now, our job may change from truck driver to babysitter, but again, there's there's always going to be right. at least one human in the truck. Always. Fair. Always. So, with what's going on in Canada, they're stopping, like, the flow of, like, everything so they, to fight the vaccine mandate. Like, like, uh-huh. like, what's their, like, idea behind this? Because I kind of feel like people are still brainwashed that, like, their dude will just turn around and villainize the truck drivers, you know, and then, like, when the stores are empty and... Whatever, how do you say Trudeau? Trudeau, Trudeau. third dude. Trudeau. Trudeau. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, not my, not my president. Literally. So, exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> so like, but like, can he just turn it around and villainize the truck drivers? These people are so brainwashed. The second like the the shelves are empty, they're not going to blame him. Like Biden already said, like it's a myth that down here the shelves are empty, and that's complete bullshit. So like, what's like? What's their leverage? Like, I, I know what the leverage is. I just, I don't see like how like the media is going to turn around or like the people really going to be on their side. And then everything comes to a screeching halt. Man, I mean, I can't really, I'm like this year. I, I know quite a few Canadian truckers up there and everything. And they're just like, look, man, we are just tired of being told what to do. This is the literal final effing straw. Apparently, their regulations for truckers are way more stricter than U.S. is. And the fact that they added on this last kick in the nuts, mm. the truckers are like, we've had enough. We have had enough. And you know what? I support them for that. I wish something like that would happen here in, in America. But this isn't like the days of old in the 60s and 70s. The, um, the, the unity and the brotherhood of truckers just isn't there. It, it, I mean, it's still there with, say, independent contractors, owner-operators, but as far as, as far as the company drivers, the company would just say, if you don't drive, we'll fire you and replace you with somebody who will drive. So, I mean, I don't think that if it happened here, I don't think it would be as big as it is over there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it would hurt for a minute, but I think after, say, a three to six month turnaround for the trucking companies to hire new people, it would it would go back to business as usual. No. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, honestly, I don't think that the government, government, uh, uh, Democratic Republican, I don't think they're that stupid to fuck with the truckers, because if we notice, like, yeah, we got some regulations. But they're not like, you know, going whole hog on it like this bitch ass dude uh, Trudeau is doing because they know like you stop the trucks, 
this country would crumble. And it right. doesn't even have to be every single trucker. Let's say um, 30% of all the truckers who deliver gas to gas stations, they stop for a month. Or let's say 20% of all the trucks who deliver produce to the, to the warehouses and the Walmarts, let's say they stop. That's going to hurt. And right. the motherfuckers in, in, in D.C., they know that shit. So for the most part, they leave us the hell alone. You know right. what I mean? That, that's the goal, I guess you could say, in Canada, right, is, you know, if we can inflict some economic damage on the country by not driving stuff around and delivering things, you know, that'll be that's leverage. So now Correct. they're trying to Correct. use that as leverage against Trudeau and the government of we don't want a vaccine mandate. And I mean, a, a vaccine mandate uh, don't even make sense, right? A, a trucker's basically by himself and isolated for most of his drive anyway. It's not like I a, mean, you know what? I, I I've heard the argument. I mean, at the same time, it's like yeah, we're isolated, but we still go in truck stops, warehouses, and there's a lot of people and everything. Yeah, so I work with truck like, drivers. Yeah, it's it's like honestly, um, I am against the mandate. However, if an individual or right. individual trucker wants to get vaccinated, go ahead, man. Do your thing. That's you making the choice about your personal body. I have no issue with that. My issue is with the government putting a thumb in my eye, mm-hmm. telling me, look, Quincy Johnson, you fat motherfucker. But get that goddamn vaccine. You want your paycheck. No, no. We are regulated enough. Leave me the fuck alone. I just want to drive on the road and provide. That's it. Yeah, we're on the same page when, there, man. Definitely. Yeah, I, we, we've been preaching that for two years now. But uh, so when you go to play like these smaller towns and stuff, is COVID even like an issue out there? Or is it really just a, because a I, that's what that's what I think Because when. So at the height of COVID, uh, you know, season one, you know, during the, you know, you know, during the summer. We we travel down to, to South Carolina from New York and in New York, it was, you know, mask up this, you know, social distancing, blah, blah, blah. And like every so many states we stopped and things got like lighter. We, we made another stop like before D.C. and everybody was in the masks. Then we made a stop somewhere along like the beginning of like North Carolina. Some people had masks. Some people didn't. Then we got to South Carolina and I popped my head into a liquor store and I was like, do we need a mask to come oh, yeah, in I'm here? And the guy was like, no, no, come on in. Come on in. And that was it. It was completely. We spend more back- money there just because yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Completely back to normal. So I really feel like when you're in some town in South Dakota, nobody cares about masks. You, they're only worried about when you're, you know, in L.A. It's this big city problem. You know what? I'll admit, season one, which that, that was fucking comedy gold. <laughs> season one, of course, I'm not going to lie. I fucking loved it because we were making money hand over fist. Because you motherfuckers kept buying on toilet paper, which, by the way, who told y'all to buy the fucking toilet paper? Like, what? Where? Where did that come from? You know what uh, that is? Pe- people are so detached that yeah. if they ran out of toilet paper, they have no idea how they'd wipe their yeah. ass. People would just That's die of survival. Burn. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm like, I'll just wash my ass with the fucking hose if yeah. I really yeah. need to. It's, oh, it's not people the end of the world. Just, it sucks, but you could jump in your tub and wash your ass. People man. are so unprepared. That if the world ended, the first thing they thought about was wiping their ass. ass yeah. Guns, Bruh. food, medicine, <laughs> m- cash on hand, not even a thought. Toilet Bro, paper. Listen to me. I had to get toilet paper from goddamn Pakistan. Okay. <laughs> I have a plug that, that actually came through and like hooked me up. I remember I was on a road. I was, uh, what the fuck was I? Oh, I was right outside Seattle, Washington, and my girl at the time. She called me up. She's like, um, yeah, uh, some dude who barely spoke English dropped off a pallet of toilet paper for us. I'm like, you're welcome, boo. You know, <laughs> like, because I was on the road. She's like, look, I've been to six Walmarts. Can't find no damn toilet paper. So I called my guy. We called my, we called this guy. We called this guy. And they, and they got me covered. Like I said, season one, loved it because it was all lockdowns and traffic was non-existent. I made it 
from the west side of Houston to the east side of Houston in 20 damn minutes at 5 o'clock on Thursday afternoon. That is unfucking heard of, okay? I mean, because normally rush hour traffic from west side to east side, you're looking at three hours. Wow. Easily three hours. So, yeah, I loved it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was sitting at home chilling, and I was getting that damn money. You know what I'm saying? It was great. And then, you know what I'm saying, as far as, like, the old mask and, <clears throat> listen, um, I'm not really for somebody, you know, you son of a bitch, I'm not going to wear nothing. Why? Why? You know, it's like, if you if you don't want to wear it, don't bring your ass there. Me, personally, I don't want to wear a mask. At the same time, I'm a go-getter, okay? If wearing a mask means getting in and out of your warehouse that much quicker so I can get to my next appointment and keep making my money, I ain't got to like it. I just got to do it, okay? And for the record, I got a mask that I ain't never washed. It's been stepped on, farted on. I didn't, it fell out of my pocket at the truck stop. I didn't know until the next morning and everything. Whatever, whatever, okay? If wearing that bullshit mask can get me through my job that much quicker, all yeah. right, so be it, whatever. Okay, yeah, I I'm agree with you, right? I gotta get this fucking money. Sometimes okay? it's easier to just put it on just to get get in yeah. and out. And you know, at the end of the day, like my, my beef has always been with the with the government mandate trying to force every aspect of everything. Yeah. I don't want to wear a mask. I don't I think totally they you know it's been proven now that the cloth ones don't do jack shit anyway, right? It's not misinformation anymore. Um, but if a private property owner, like if a store is going to like force me at the door to put on a mask, I can just go to another store that won't. Right. Or I could just put Thank on a mask you. and go there. Either so, go to another store or think of it this way. You're only going to be there for 20 minutes. Is it really going to your freedoms that damn much for 20 minutes? Because let's be honest, I'm pretty sure you've done other shit for longer periods of time that you didn't want to do. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Right. You'll, you'll so, deal with bullshit. Right. My, my biggest problem with the whole thing is masking up the children for fucking eight hours a day in yeah, school. And then the up. teachers don't have to wear a mask. Yeah. And you have kids now like that are young, drawing fucking fa- faceless, like, faceless people in, in their artwork. That's that's spooky. Dude, I went, right? I went to our shit. I swear to God, I went to an aquarium recently, uh, right around the end of Christmas, right after Christmas. And then, you know, at the very end of every aquarium you've ever been to, you got to walk through the gift shop. So we're looking around and there's mermaids. There's these little mermaid dolls for girls. And some of them had masks on. Some of them, no. some toy, stuffed toy dolls had fucking masks sewn on them. Uh, that shit is so weird. That's mass formation psychosis, yeah. right? That's just propaganda. It's trying to ingrain that in like every fabric of, of culture. Mm-hmm. It's just. I, I, uh, you know what? I'm not sure too. Since we're something like this, I'm glad that I don't have kids. I, I feel a little bit sorry for some of the parents with kids. On the flip side of that, and, I, and I've said this before in other podcasts, um, COVID exposed a lot of people for being crappy parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. There were mm-hmm. quite a few parents out here who were relying on the school, the church, the daycare, summer camp they have the school program the internet the tv kids. yeah and then you see them for a couple hours at dinner and then they go off to get on the phones and whatnot and now that covid is here and your kids are around 24 hours a day you're having a total meltdown like i've seen tiktok videos of parents drugging their kids with melatonin so that they can go to sleep during the day so that they can have some peace okay great now your kids sleep and you got your day yourself. Now your kids up all night because you fucked up the sleep pattern. What gives? What mm-hmm. gives? It's like, I get it. COVID sucks. Lockdown sucks. Quarantine sucks. I know people who have treated this like the great reset that it is and have bettered themselves, you know what I'm saying? And now they're kicking ass and taking names. Like, again, I know people who were struggling before COVID and, and now they're kicking ass because before COVID, man, I want to do this project. I want to do this thing, but I ain't got time for it. Cool. COVID's here. That's our own 24 hours a day. Now you got the time to do all the shit you said you can do beforehand. You know what I'm saying? People have switched their whole careers and made money 
off their side hustle, which is now their main gig. I know people who have learned new languages, people who have lost, you know, their weight and started new stuff. So I'm just like, what is your excuse? Why are you struggling through this? I know it's hard and everything, but it can be done. And for you to sit there, you know, it's two o'clock in the afternoon and you still in the same bathroom from yesterday, unshaven, the kids is looking at you funny because you drunk and passed out, mm-hmm. talking about where's breakfast, where's lunch. What the hell? Are you kidding me? You're doing exactly what the government wants right. you to do. Yeah. They want you to give up. They want you to sit and just sit on and pound liquor. Like, no, fam, don't do that. Don't give them the satisfaction. Don't do that. They want you demoralized so you could just be dependent on them for everything. So they could take away like your autonomy, everything. They want you just like the Matrix. They want you just plugged in and you're relying upon them for everything. It it is interesting, man. Like, you're right. This whole situation brought the best out of people and it brought the worst out of people. Mm -hmm. I'd say it brought the worst probably out of more people and it brought the best. Uh, going back to the school, you only hear you you don't hear about the success stories. You only hear about, you know, that is true. Yeah, that's true. Even myself, man, I lost my job, you know, towards the beginning of uh, of the pandemic. You know, we did. I started the podcast with Chris. You know, I taught myself how to do the video editing. I did a whole bunch of renovations and shit around my house. I didn't just fucking sit around and cry or, you know, just rely on, oh, you know, that's it. You know, I did something with my time that was productive. And we played a shit ton of Call of Duty. I did a shitload of hunting, <laughs> shitload of Call of Duty, a whole bunch of shit. I just fucking waste my time completely. I think another thing, too, that was oh, important. Oh, there it is, man. Like, that you were talking before about parents staying home with their kids. Um, it's funny because it's almost like that song from the Rolling Stone, Mother's Little Helper, except in, in, in reverse, they're giving the kids the drugs instead of the mother taking the drugs. <laughs> but, right. Uh, they saw like what was going on in school too, right? Because mm-hmm. most parents actually do pay attention. And they saw like the teachers weren't paying attention. The teachers didn't give a shit. They were half-assing it. They were fucking teaching them all this weird shit, making them hate themselves. All the you know. So I, I feel like there's obviously positives to what happened. You know, like it, it exposed the system, exposed mm-hmm. a lot of the the ugly underside of like society right now in a way. So when we look back at this shit, you know, we'll be like, you know, if if that if this never happened, we wouldn't have known a lot of the bullshit that's been going on in society. Correct, correct, yeah. correct, correct. Like, I'm 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 low key happy that the Great Reset happened because it really did turn into a fight or flight situation. It caused a lot of families to tighten up that belt and hunker down and figure out what can we do so we don't end up like that motherfucker or that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And for the families that did hunker down and handle their damn business, I salute you. You, you, have, you have my full support. For you other motherfuckers that sat around pounding liquor, going, woe is me, you get no sympathy for me. I'm sorry, not sorry. Okay, because number one, you're supposed to be the smart ones. These are architects, engineers, teachers, military who for the longest looked down on me and my kind who didn't go to college didn't graduate high school may or may not be a freaking convicted felon you literally look look down your nose at us now look at you now look at you your fucking recyclable bin is full of liquor bottles and wine bottles because you're sitting around pissing them on all damn day you ain't bathed in a minute you smell like a two-week-old chopped cheese what the hell? What the hell, man? You know what, man? You're, you're, what you're right. saying is right. We've said this before, too. Like, th- this whole thing exposed, like, a lot of people who I thought were really smart yeah. ended up being just a completely most brainwashed people throughout this thing. Yeah. This, this whole thing exposed, like, people who are critical thinkers and people who are obviously not. Yeah. One of the reasons yeah. why I found you, Quincy, on, on Twitter is because, like, the stuff you were posting, not only are you mad funny on Twitter, but just you're, you're a critical thinker. Like you, you push back against the bullshit. You call things out just, just like I do. We, you know, we, we like vibe. It's, it's, We're very similar it's, on there. It's, it's crazy. Some people think that, that I'm a bot because in their mind, there's no way that, that a black man can talk the way that I talk. I'm just like, yeah, we don't all think the same. That's the media and the yeah. Democrats and the Republicans thinking that, you know, we're all some freaking monolith. We're not. There are a lot of bots on Twitter, though, man. You could, I could sniff out the bots. I could sniff out the bots on Twitter pretty easy. There are a lot. The bots as well. It's it's all the hot women hopping in my DMs. Hey, Key, how you doing? (laughs) Those are feds. (laughs) Yeah, I know that they're feds or bots. I'm just like, 
yeah, women like you ain't attracted to me. Go away. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or, or, or the dudes that have in my DM, you know, asking me to like, you know, move something for them. Just like, yeah, I'm not gonna transport yeah. drugs and no shit. Like, go away, yeah. fat. Go away. Like, I, I remember uh, two weeks after the whole lockdown started, like two years ago. Hey, uh, uh, brother, uh, Quentin, and my and my name is Quincy. Hey, Quentin, just like, oh, boy, this is just not gonna be. <laughs> Can't dead. remember your name. He just, yeah, he just straight up asked me, hey, I see that you're a truck driver. Uh, I am drug dealer. Literally, the, that was the sentence. I am drug dealer. Not I am. Sound like a fucking dealer. robot wrote it. <laughs> I am drug dealer. Uh, would you like to work for me uh, moving product from Texas to New Jersey? No. No way. <laughs> like, that was wrong. Like, just because I look dumb, don't mean that I am dumb. Yeah, I literally sound like a robot. Yeah, let me let me ridiculous. ask you a question. This is this is probably my last question for you, Quincy. Um, you have a unique perspective, right? Like we were saying earlier, from driving around the country, uh, being almost mm-hmm. everywhere, and then you also have the unique perspective of you're you're really active on Twitter, like I am, right? And I'm sure you know, just like I do, Twitter's a fucking war zone of ideologies, people fighting with each other, division, people like us making fun of people and whatnot. So, what is your if you could compare the, the, the vibe or like the temperature on Twitter and compare it to the temperature you get when you actually like drive around the country and talk to people in real life, what, what, what's your vibe on that? Like, what's the difference between Twitter and real life around the country? Twitter is absolutely nothing like the real life. Nothing at all. Okay. If you, if, if you were to believe what Twitter says and what the media says, I could not be a successful truck driver due to racism and oppression and whatever the fuck else you can think of. Is there racism out there? Yeah. Is it as bad as it was in the 50s and 60s? No. Racism can be manageable, just like the fucking common code, okay? I'll admit that, yes, there are some people out there that will forever hate somebody based on their race or sexuality. Fuck them. You can still be prosperous in this country in lieu of racism. I know that is because there are many uh, black folk and other minorities out there putting foot to ass every single day and not giving a damn about racism or being a victim or oppressed or none of that crap. I'm not I'm not worried about that at all. Okay. Like like if you just listen to Twitter, the Twitter and the media you would think that black folk and minorities, minorities just getting their ass whooped 24-7. Dude, that's... Like that. I, I, I was always thinking that. Like, they constantly saying white supremacy is is this big problem in this country. You've been all, all over this country. I don't believe Wait. it. Yeah. You know, how many times have you come in, in contact with it? Yeah. But like this here, to believe in white supremacy is to believe in black inferiority. I'm inferior to nobody. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you a man just like I'm a man. Get the fuck out of here. Right. They want every. It goes back to what we were saying before. They want everybody yeah. to feel demoralized, right? You know, like oh my god, uh-huh. with government we got to protect everybody because there's always yeah. boogeymen everywhere. They've and they've they've shifted the the big bad so many times. It used to be you know Muslim extremists. Now it's white supremacists. Yeah. Before that, it was the communists. I mean, now you know now uh-huh. we're the ones looking at everything through the lens of. Um, you know, like there's a lot of Marxism behind all of this mm-hmm. shit, but there's always got to be a boogeyman. You know, Putin's a boogey, boogeyman now, right? We got to go to war against Putin because he's the boogeyman. There's always a fucking boogeyman that they want to distract you with. Listen, the way I see it is this here, man. We can all agree that racism is hate. Yeah. Hate is a part of human nature and you cannot change human nature. The best you can do is to make a plan and act accordingly. Okay. Um, are there some racist assholes out there? Yes. Of course. I've been counting them myself multiple times. Is that going to stop me from making a check and putting food on my table? Hell no. This is now 2022. If you are using racism as the excuse why you're not successful, you suck. And I say <laughs> that to your face and your mom's face. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> and don't even give me start on oppression because there is no oppression in the United States of America. There I isn't. I can say you're oppression, but it won't be in America. 
Okay. Uh, I can take you over to uh, Mozambique. Right. I can take you over to the freaking uh, Ukraine. I can right. take you over to, uh, to Poland, certain areas of Russia, certain areas of India, uh, uh, be honest with you. Yeah, a lot of motherfuckers are, are, are getting oppressed over there, not in America. I've been saying this for the past two years, I'm gonna, and I'm going to say it again on your podcast. You are not oppressed. You're just making dumbass decisions, okay? There it is. I think, people are, Great. I think people are lack, lacking perspective, too. I've been to South Africa, right? And I've like, I like talking with people. So I talked to every single fucking person I could cross path with, with over there. Yeah, like there's oppression around the world. And in America, we got it good. Like when I left South Africa, man, I, I, I came back like more appreciative of, of uh, being born here. Just because like man, I could have been born anywhere. I could have been born as any person yep. anywhere on the world. I could have been born there in one of the uh, apartheid towns that a lot of the South Africans live in. And man, what a hard fucking life. And you come back to America and it's yeah. just like, you know, is there, was there segregation and all the shit? But as of right now, things are not as bad as they make it out to be on Twitter. They're actually resegregating. Yeah, right. They're, right. Resegregation yeah. is the thing now for some reason. No, here's yeah. the thing, man. I, I, I guarantee you there are people living below the poverty, poverty line in America that are doing way more better than somebody in the, Middle age bracket in the country somewhere else. Right, they're rich. So it's just like, yeah. I, I just, and that doesn't mean like yeah, we shouldn't try America's and like help each perfect. other make shit better here either. Of course we should, but damn, just to just to like you yeah. have the chance. Yeah, I'd yeah. be the first to admit. Yeah, I, I would be the first to admit America is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Right, of course, yeah. however, however, you can still be successful and prosperous in this country. Uh, yeah, pardon me. I don't, I don't get the logic of I don't get the logic of like America, you know, is, is not the best place. It's not perfect. So give the government all of your rights and uh, let them decide every yeah. single aspect of your your life. Go, go it's the fucking government who, who made shit right. terrible for people here over the years. It's not just your normal average Joe. We go no live in your favorite or anything. Yeah, go live in your favorite, you know, socialist communist country for six months and then come back and see which one you prefer. Exactly. It's, it's like, honestly, bro, I am a middle-aged convicted felon who never got past the eighth grade. I made 75 grand last year, okay? So if if if, 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 if I can navigate the waters, what's your damn excuse? Again, you're supposed to be the smart one. You went to college, you're educated, and you sitting there bitching the morning going, going, woe is me? You, no, I don't, I just don't want to hear it, man. No, just yeah. open down there and do your damn job, okay? And let me close up with this here. Because yep. I always do this here. To all the people who are frustrated, angry, don't know what to do, confused, for God's sakes, don't give up. Don't give up on mm -hmm. yourself, your friends, and your family. Don't give these bitches in D.C. Don't give these bitches with the money, you know what I'm saying, George Soros and Carlos Slam and Bill Gates. Don't give them the satisfaction of seeing you fail and just give up. Because they want you angry they want you divided the last thing they want is a unified front of american citizens that's the last thing they want do that amen love man. yourself fucking love a your friends love your family drink your water mind your business drink your water you know as we're saying? drinking beers just, and booze just freaking just hunger, hunker down and take care of yourself you know please and thank you read some more books start exercising Put down the goddamn eight piece of chicken, you know what I'm saying? Maybe eat a salad. And, and, I, and, I, and I'm including myself in that, okay? I'm on six weeks now of freaking DEP yoga, you know what I'm saying? And it's been sad. So, yeah, you're doing good, yeah. You know, so, yeah. It's, it is going to be okay. We are nothing if not resilient. We have been in dark places before in America. The Great Depression, slavery segregation you know what i'm saying like it's gonna be okay and by the way uh speaking of segregation i wish people would stop calling this voting rights bill jim Crow. oh my god thank you it's not that first of all let's be honest there is no right to vote the constitution just says you shall not be prohibited to vote based on a list of criteria shall not be prohibited is very different from a right to vote Okay, so so let's get that let's get that out the way right there. Also, voter ID, Democrats, stop thinking that black people are too dumb to know how to get a goddamn ID. 
stop that. Stop that, yeah. stop that. And then stop at the same that. time, they're enacting IDs for everybody to go to yeah. like the restaurant in, in certain places. So me, uh, it's, it's obviously all, poli- you know, just political bullshit. Pull out my yeah. information here. <laughs> See this interview? I'm a convicted felon. I still had an ID. Okay. I got one right here, right there. Took me 10 damn minutes. Okay. Every state in the union has some type of hardship program to where if you can't come to them, they will come to you. I remember I was in Michigan and everything, and they literally came to my job and dropped off my ID and goddamn, that was 2004. So I'm pretty sure they're still doing that damn program. Okay, like it boggles my mind when they say, oh, we can't we can't have a voter ID law. It will, it will uh, disenfranchise minorities. But thanks for calling me a fucking idiot. Thank you. I appreciate that. By the yeah. way, can somebody explain to me how it is racist to show an ID to vote, but it's not racist to show an ID for everything else? Going to a bar. Yeah, go to the bar go down the street. Going to a courthouse, boarding an airplane, buying cigarettes, buying alcohol. Apparently that ain't racist. But when it comes to showing an ID to vote, all of a sudden it's racist. Yeah, yeah I, damn conspiracy it's, theorists. It's, it's a good marketing scheme, you know, and, and all, all they really all they really <laughs> all they really care about is power at the end of yeah. the day. Right. And, and using racism, seeing everything through the lens, you know, the rate, the uh, the lens of race is just a great marketing scheme because it sounds really nice and they could do shit and pass shit that just, could, you know, like consolidates more power around the government and just restricts your rights. Uh, you know, th- that's all it is. It's just a great marketing scheme in order for them to consolidate more power. That's what, that's what I've always said. Hey, man. In closing, I'm, 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 I'm going to say right now, it doesn't matter where you fit on the political spectrum. If you can't see the government and the money boys for the scam that it is, that is on you, okay? You need to take care of yourself, your health, and your wealth, okay? Start exercising more. Start drinking more water. Look into Bitcoin. If you're too, if you're too sketchy about Bitcoin, look into gold and silver and treat that shit like a savings account, okay? Uh, that's what I'm doing right now. I've got about eh, 30, 40 ounces of silver. I don't need to get more on that. I treat it like a savings account, so in case it ever hits the fan, I have physical gold and silver to like deal with. Learn how to hunt. You know what I'm saying? Learn how to hunt. Learn how to fish. That way, if basic social services break down, you can still feed yourself and your family. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like dead ass on that. Look into water filtration. Thing is, yep. I, I always said you can I always said, you know, it's, you know, it's all, oh, it's your responsibility that I don't get sick. Like the whole thing. <laughs> it's not my responsibility to protect anyone, but my own ass. Okay. It's not, you know, it's like, it's, I'm sorry that you think I'm attacking you, but it's not my problem. If everybody has that mentality. Society will thrive. Right. It's yeah. when you Say start it thinking it's other people in the cheap seats, yep. hey, you're not my responsibility. Yep. Thank all you. Right. It's yes. like, I'm not saying I hate you. I'm not saying right. that you're my enemy. Yeah. I'm saying that I have my own enclave to take care of. You're not in that enclave. You should make sure that you are okay. I am not your responsibility and you're not mine. And that's not saying that I won't help you. I'm just saying, don't come around here expecting that shit. Okay? Yeah. Don't be a free little, don't be a moochie. Boom. Amen, awesome. man. Quincy, you the man. Thank you for coming on the show with us, man. Why don't you shout out your uh, Twitter handle again? I think you're only on Twitter, right? That's it. I am only on Twitter. Technically, I am on Instagram, but I haven't used it for seven years. And it's literally just one picture of me eating ass. But that's the whole thing. All right, I'm going to find you and follow you then in that case. I need that picture. You can find me at BBWs are awesome one on Twitter. That's the only Twitter account I have. Okay, it's me, it's my real face, minus the beard and everything, which, boy, I've been roasted all weekend behind me cutting my beard, man. People have called me Whoopi Goldberg, Buckwheat. <laughs> uh, uh, I look like an aggressive lesbian. I look like the block captain at a woman's prison. Twitter's been going off, you know what I'm saying? But you can find me there, at BBW's Awesome One. And again, I'm going to re- reiterate, 
if there's anybody watching this, stuck in a rut, confused, don't know what to do, please reach out to me. Maybe we can get you in the truck. And if not, hell, I'll just gas you up and tell you how awesome you are and let you know that things are not as bad as you think they are. Okay, because Important. it really ain't. You know what I'm saying? I like to boy. There's always room for improvement. Gentlemen, do you still have drinks left? Uh, I finished mine. Yeah, ago, pretty empty. Both are empty, but fuck it, I'll drink that. Three, two, one, drink. Cheers. Thank All right, everybody. Thank you for having me on. I, I appreciate y'all so much. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Thank Dude, you. Dude, it was awesome. I had a fun time. Thank you for joining us. Doom Nation, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, Skaggs, what do we got coming up? We got um, the first uh, Slice of Doom coming, no? Yeah, a Slice of Doom with uh, Jimbo the Kid from the Last Slice podcast. That should be coming up hopefully on Friday. Uh, Chris and I on this Saturday will be at the Libertarian Party of Connecticut's convention. Uh, we will be out there, you know, you know, talking with them, maybe record something. We'll see how it goes. So keep an eye out for that in the future. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. All right, Doom Nation, thank you. Quincy, thank you. Good night, guys. Peace.